Hey there, welcome to ChirpCast. This is Amy. Encouragement with heart, humor, and a little sarcasm. So there are very few things that actually make me sick, like physically lose my appetite kind of sick. One of the things that I cannot even stand to watch and eat any kind of food whatsoever is the TV show Hoarders. Now, if you've never seen this TV show, which it's been around for a while, so you probably have, it's just, I can't, I can't even with this show. It is people's homes who they basically have started to quote unquote collect certain items and they collect these items and their whole entire house becomes filled Every bedroom, bathroom, closet, nook and cranny is filled with different types of items that they feel that they have such a connection to that they cannot possibly get rid of. Now, being a mom and previously a preschool teacher, I've been around kids and, you know, kids are gross. They do all kinds of gross things. Nothing grosses me out more than watching this TV show. Now, the reason is, if you've never seen this show before, nine times out of ten, They find all kinds of creepy crawly things hidden underneath piles and piles of, to us, would be trash. Now, if you ask the person who lives in this home why they keep all this stuff, they always seem to have this like super emotional connection to all of the items that they have in their home. I can't. (laughs) Whenever I watch this show... There are so many things that make me cringe, like the roaches that crawl all over their kitchen, like the moldy food in the fridge, like deceased animals that they have found underneath bags and boxes or old newspapers, whatever it is. So I started looking up actually what the word hoarding means because, and I'm telling you God talks to me in the weirdest ways, guys. Sometimes he just says stuff to me and one of the things I was doing, I think, was just sitting down actually having a bite to eat with my farmer and we were just sitting there and all of a sudden two words popped into my head. Mental hoarding. Now at the time, uh, I have no idea honestly what was running through my head. We were probably having some sort of conversation about, I don't know, some random topic, which is pretty usual for our home. And So I thought, mental hoarding. I was like, okay. And I kind of grabbed a piece of paper and started jotting a few things down. And so I looked up exactly what is hoarding. What does it mean? So the background for the word hoarding is actually defined as the persistent difficulty discarding or parting with possessions regardless of their actual value. And the difficulty is because of a perceived need to save the items and there's distress associated with having to get rid of them. So again, back to the TV show, I have seen one meltdown after another. People, it's just, it blows my mind, honestly, that they are willing to hold on to stacks and stacks of cardboard boxes, newspaper articles from you know, the last 45 years. Let's see, what else was there? Old trash bags, plastic bags, bottles, cans, empty cat food tins. I mean, basically you name it and somebody somewhere is hoarding it in their house. So I started thinking about that in the sense of 
for me, it always turns spiritual because I believe honestly that everything in the natural is connected to the spiritual somehow. And so I was thinking after reading that definition, the persistent difficulty in disregarding or parting with possessions. How many times do we hold on to things that we know are really, really bad for us? I mean, I can't imagine these people who are living in these types of deplorable, just horrible situations. I can't believe that they would be willing to lose, in some cases, their spouse. In several cases, actually, their children have moved out. I remember one specific episode where this lady actually hoarded so much stuff in her house She had no place to go in her home. She had these little like tunnels and pathways that she could get through the different rooms in her house, but she couldn't actually live in her home. So she slept in her car parked in front of this house. I mean, that's some serious hoarding right there. And of course, to most of us, we've got a million red flags and, you know, alarm bells going off. We're thinking, what is wrong with them? But you know what? We do the same thing. We all have different things at some point in our life that we hoard. And especially mental hoarding for these people on the TV show. They always have um, a psychologist come in or a therapist come in and talk to them. And one of the questions that they ask is, when did this begin? For most of them, there was some sort of um, trauma that happened in their life, a traumatic event, someone passed away, maybe a child or a parent, or there was maybe a past addiction somehow. And so it triggered this hoarding behavior. Okay, so I started thinking about how do we do this mentally? What are some different things that we hoard? And I'm talking strictly in kind of the negative side of it. I mean, I don't honestly think there are too many great things to hoard, especially not, you know, empty cat food bags or whatever. So a few of the things that came to mind when I was thinking about what are some things we hoard, one of them is a victim mentality. Sometimes things happen in life and they're horrific. Some of those things trigger us to, I don't know, start behaviors or patterns that cause us to go down a path where we are constantly the victim in every situation. If somebody says or does anything, the first thing is we want to point our fingers and say, look what they did to me. So we have this victim mentality. Another thing that we sometimes want to hoard is jealousy. What comes to mind, honestly, is look what they have and I don't. Now, for a lot of people, maybe that's not a huge one to think, you know, they have a certain maybe car or, but if you go a little bit deeper, sometimes it has more to do with we look at what they have and it's not necessarily that we want exactly what they have, but we want to live the type of life that they live. So maybe if we feel like somehow we're struggling with something, maybe maybe it is an addiction of some kind. The jealousy comes when we see somebody who has been freed from that addiction and instead of doing the work to get freed from the addiction, it's easier to just look at other people's lives and be jealous of what they have and the freedom that they're living in when they put the work in, but we just don't want to. Another thing is anger towards others. And this is a tough one because it kind of goes hand in hand, I think, with the victim mentality. When we say, I hate them because, when we use the word because, I feel like it's us trying to justify our hate. 
And my husband and I have had this conversation time and time again um, throughout the years. And I've said I have a really hard time using the word hate with other people because I feel like I don't have that right. I don't have the right to hate somebody. If they've done something to me, to my family, to my friends, if they've said things, I might be really, really angry for a while. But hate to me is so strong. I feel like Satan's the only one who's going to actually earn that badge for me is hate. Because I don't feel like I have the right to hate other people. Another thing that we like to hoard sometimes are unhealthy thoughts. And I've struggled with this myself because I've had this I'm not enough mentality for a lot of years. And it's not necessarily that somebody said, Amy, you're not enough. But Amy said, Amy's not enough. And it's an unhealthy thought pattern that I dealt with for a long time. And I just felt like when something went wrong, it's because I didn't do enough to make it right or make it better or make it perfect. And I put that on myself. Nobody told me I had to be like that. I have always had very supportive parents in my family and my husband, but it's an unhealthy thought pattern that I held on to and I hoarded. And I had a little bit of difficulty discarding that thought pattern. And all of these things can be held on to and they're going to grow until they're completely unmanageable. Back to the hoarding TV show, these people go from you know, just saving a few plastic lids to their whole entire home basically being condemned by the city. And for some of them, actually most of them, it has to do with something that started years and decades and almost a lifetime ago. And it's grown to where it's so unmanageable now that these people have to have a cleaning crew actually come in and help them clean their own homes. Now you might think, you know, if you haven't seen the show, you might be thinking, well, that sounds awesome. I wish I could have a cleaning crew come in and take care of my house and clean everything I have. Let me tell you, these people come in with like hazmat suits on. I mean, you couldn't even pay me enough money. God bless these people for the job that they do because no way. Too many creepy crawlies, too many smells. It just wouldn't be good. I can't even chew gum watching this show. Like that's how bad it is for me. But they have these crews that come in and they bring in these giant dumpsters and roll-offs and people go in and they have to literally take it one piece of paper at a time. They have to sift through all of this stuff. They have to ask the person, is this okay to throw away? Can we keep this? So usually they have like a, a keep pile, a donate pile, and a trash And most of these people at some point during the show have the biggest meltdown because they don't know how to process letting go, which goes exactly back to the meaning meaning of hoarding. And the meaning is the persistent difficulty discarding or parting with things regardless of their actual value. So like if they have paper bags from the 70s, somehow they see value in that when the rest of us are like, dude, Like, let's just light a bonfire. Like, get rid of this stuff. They hold on to it because it's just so much difficulty for them to understand why they should let go. They're not seeing that they're going to gain anything by letting go of these things. All they see is the trauma that's associated with having to um, disconnect from these different items. And I think that we do this mentally 
holding on to these different types of thought patterns, the victim mentality, jealousy, anger, unhealthy thoughts, um, sin issues that we hold on to and we think about in our minds and we dwell on them. And pretty soon they crowd out the stuff that's in there that's good. I can't tell you how many people I've seen on this show that have been reconnected with their family after their homes have been cleaned. And the look on their face is pure joy. There's freedom that they now have. I mean, no, their homes do not turn into mansions overnight. They don't do a home remodel. But just picking up the trash in the home changes not only the way the home looks, it completely changes the way that the person functions in life. It changes everything about them. There's a couple of scriptures that automatically just come to mind because they're all about the mind. And one of them is 2 Corinthians 10.5. And it says, We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Now, if the people who lived in these homes where they were hoarding, if they would have taken the trash out more often, they would not have this problem. When we do this mentally, when we sit down and we take some quiet time to talk to God and say, God, I need to take the trash out. You know, there might be some unhealthy thoughts or thought patterns that are kind of just snaking their way through our minds. And if we don't take the time to take these thoughts captive, then what's the point? If we're just going to let this stuff pile up, pile up, you, again, your home would look just like these people on hoarders. My home would look just like this. If I kept the trash, if I, it was time to take the trash out, and instead of telling our daughter, you know, you need to take the trash out, she just pulls the bag out, ties it, and sets it aside. Pulls the bag out, ties it, sets it aside. And just kept leaving the bags in the kitchen. Okay, number one, that would never happen ever in my entire life. And I can't imagine the things that would happen. We would get all kinds of bugs in the house. We would have a smell that would never quit. It would cause so much chaos for us. We would have to step over the trash, but we do it emotionally and we do this mentally and eventually it affects us spiritually. When we hold on to things and we don't take them captive and we don't take the trash out, and we don't make it obedient to Christ. Whenever we allow our minds to wander and we begin to think about all kinds of things that are trash, we allow that stuff to build up. There were several years ago I was driving and the downtown area where I live is, there's a few shady spots there. And I pulled off the freeway. I was at work and they had asked me to deliver some things to a job site. And so I had kind of Go went to an area that I was unfamiliar with and I had the address. I knew where I was going and I'm sure I had the radio on because there's always music whenever I'm driving. And so the music's playing. I'm probably singing along, totally probably not even paying attention. And all of a sudden I looked around and I thought I knew where I was going. I looked around and I was lost, like super, super lost, like the kind of lost where I'm pretty sure I'm going to get mugged. This is the middle of the day. So you can imagine what this area looks like at night. I'm driving around and I'm thinking, okay, don't panic, Amy. You'll be fine. Just go to the place that you need to go. And I'm looking and I cannot find this job site to save my life. And so I'm like, how did I even get here? And mentally, I mean, go ahead and raise your hand because I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one out there who has followed some sort of ridiculous bunny trail thought. And the next thing I know, I'm so lost. 
I'm like, what, what, where did my mind even go? Why am I even thinking about this thing? So I grabbed my phone really quick and I ended up calling my husband and thank God for my farmer because he talked me down from the panic that was quickly escalating in my voice because <laughs> the sun was starting to set. It was getting a little bit late. And I remember actually driving back home because I was dropping these items off at the job site and then I was supposed to just go home from there and it was getting dark and he kind of had to talk me off the ledge there and he helped me get found <laughs> and I was so thankful for that but that's how I am with God. Sometimes whenever I am so lost mentally and I've got thoughts rolling around that are not the healthiest thoughts, I have to go to God and I have to cry out for help. Because if I try to figure it out on my own, almost every single time, I'm going to find myself even more lost than when I started. And so I don't want to be lost in my thoughts. I don't want there to be any kind of just rogue thoughts rolling around. I want to take my thoughts captive and I want them to be obedient to Christ and to the will of Christ. Another one is Romans 12 2 and it says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. To be transformed, and of course, the first thing that comes to mind is a butterfly. When something is transformed. Well, back to the hoarding houses. One of the things that they do is they will show a before and after shot of what these houses look like. So the before shots are dark and dusty, disgusting. I'm so glad I can't smell through my TV. But there are so many gross things about what you're looking at. It's just, it's filthy. And it's so sad to look at the conditions of these homes. And then at the end, they'll show the new, say, living room. And they've actually got, you know, maybe a couch and maybe a coffee table and maybe a rug on the floor. There are so many things that change and transform when we allow the right things, when we allow the right thought processes to come into our lives and into our minds and to reign in our minds. And also getting help. You know, there are so many times that we think that we're going to just do it on our own. We're going to white knuckle it and we're going to make everything better all on our own. Well, these people, some of them have tried for years to clean their homes on their own. And they just can't get past their own issues, whatever underlying issue that is there, they can't get past that to be able to actually clean their homes. And a lot of times we need other people. My husband says oftentimes we were made for community. And that's so true. I think during this pandemic, we're learning. Some of us actually miss people. <laughs> And honestly, if you would have asked me this question a year ago, I would have said, heck no, I'll be just fine. But I actually miss people. I miss my people. So having community and having someone or someones come in and help you to sort of pick apart some of this mental hoarding and these issues and this trash that we hold on to, gosh, that makes life so much better because we were made for community. So the very last scripture that I want to read, and I think that it makes so much sense, is Philippians 4.8. Aside from getting other people involved, somebody that you want to talk through some of these issues mentally that you're holding on to, 
aside from talking to God and spending time with him, then Philippians 4.8 kind of gives us a bit of a, a path to walk. And it says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Our lives will follow where our minds go. And oftentimes, the thought that starts in our mind, something that's pretty tiny and it doesn't seem like it's significant at all, thoughts become actions and actions eventually become habits. And so being able to focus our mind on the things that are right and noble and true and pure and lovely, that might be kind of hard right now, but it's not impossible. It just takes a little bit of self-discipline. And so I hope that you've been encouraged today in knowing that you don't have to be a mental hoarder. And I mean, I'm not saying that I'm going to go watch hoarders, but I kind of feel really good about myself, honestly, after watching that show because I look around and think, you know what? I have it pretty good. I hope you have a great day today. Catch you later.